1: Good morning. I'm Robin Colbert and this is Madison Forum. Well, a bombshell leaked draft opinion of the Supreme Court's plan to overturn the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Uh, That was leaked this week. And of of course, there's been a firestorm ever since. Joining me this morning, Mike Murray. He is the Vice President of Government Affairs for Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin. Mike, thanks so much for joining me this morning. What a week, huh?
0: It is. It has been quite the week. I really appreciate you having me to, to join today, Robin. Thank you.
1: Well, I think it's important just to uh, spell out on just uh, uh, what such um, a ruling the impacts. I mean, for for many people that may be listening, uh, they they don't know uh, a world without Roe v. Wade since it's been in effect since uh, nineteen was it nineteen seventy three? Correct.
0: That, that is right. Yes. Um, so. I really appreciate that question, and just as a sort of a, a quick check-in with with everyone, is as is a, as a, as a reminder that the the opinion that was leaked on uh, on Monday evening was actually a draft opinion. So we still we still don't know whether or not that is going to be the final opinion of the of the U.S. Supreme Court, and when that final opinion is going to come. Uh, th- that said, the the language in that draft opinion was incredibly alarming and disturbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if that if that opinion does become the final opinion of the U.S. Supreme Court, it would, no, in no uncertain terms, overrule Roe Ro v.ersus Wade, uh, which is which is the landmark case from 1973 that protected access to safe and legal abortion uh, from women across across the country. And the re- reason why this will be so important, in Wisconsin, is because Wisconsin actually has a criminal abortion ban that is yeah. still on our statute books, unfortunately, uh, that all the way back to 1849. Uh, that, w- that 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 uh, if that ban were to go into effect uh would pr- would would prohibit nearly all abortions in the state of Wisconsin at any point in pre- uh, any the- any point of a pregnancy and that that ban doesn't include any exceptions for rape or incest or the health health of the mother.
1: Now, so, I, I thought with uh, this, I'm sorry, Mike. I thought with this ban, um, it would uh, take into consideration health of the mother if there were two doctors, not just one, but two, that uh, would verify that her life was at risk.
0: That is the only exception in that ban. Is that it, it's not just it's not just something about uh, the, the general health of the mother. It actually uh, requires that uh, two physicians. Uh, determine that, mm-hmm. that, the, that the mother's life is an immediate risk in order for uh, an abortion to be, be able to be performed under that ban.
1: And, and what the leaked um, uh, draft uh, opinion that was uh, released this week? Wh- what was the language that really took you, uh, that you find to be the most uh, disheartening?
0: I think a couple things about the leak. Uh, one, one is just is the absolutely dismissive tone. Uh, that, that this draft opinion takes towards the actual uh, uh, consequences uh, to real, very real people that would be be impacted and harmed if Roe versus Wade uh, were to go away. This is not just a, a, a you know a legal exercise or a discussion about legal theory. Uh, the reason why so many people care so deeply about making sure that that uh, that women have access to abortion care is because. Many of us know know that, regardless of how we personally feel about abortion ourselves, we know that uh, when an individual is making a decision uh, about whether or not to continue with the pregnancy, that is one of the the most personal and life-changing decisions an individual can make. And we really want to make sure that that individual is able to make that decision in a way that is best best for their own lives, best for their own uh, uh, medical circumstances. And it's done in a way that is consistent with their, with their own values and in consultation with other people um, that help guide their decisions, decisions in their own lives, whether that's their family, their friends, their faith leaders, or their, or their trusted medical professionals. And, and when, when women don't have access to abortion, we've seen what, what has happened in other states, in other countries that have been in abortion. It means that, that uh, women are... Significant health consequences uh, about their long-term well-being, and and sometimes uh, uh, even even die from from trying to access abortions uh, or perform perform self-administered abortions in in a dangerous way. So there's there's a lot at stake uh, about this ruling that could impact the people the people that we care about in our in our communities.
1: Well, and let's let's be frank here, uh, Mike, those who are going to be impacted the most, well, it, it has a far-reaching effect that uh, uh, goes without saying, but just in the immediacy, if uh, a young woman or teen uh, finds herself, never mind if she's been raped or the victim of incest, uh, let's say it is just a, a surprise unplanned pregnancy, uh, it's going to impact the, the women that don't have the financial resources. Uh, or are uh, the access uh, to get that? Let, let's be honest. Uh, those with means are going to be able to find and pay for a discrete abortion if they want.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great point, Robin. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. So, so uh, it's important to, I think it's important to to just uh, take a look, take a quick moment to think about sort of how how accessing abortion works even under, under current circumstances with Roe versus Wade in effect is that we, we know states like Wisconsin have already passed significant restrictions on accessing abortion, which has disproportionately uh, harmed and impacted uh, individuals that already face uh, re- very real barriers to ex- accessing health care. So any, anytime there are additional restrictions or bans on abortion, those, those bans and restrictions uh, disproportionately harm uh, people, uh, women with low incomes, um, women of color, and women who are who are living in rural areas, who face significant uh, obstacles or marginalization within within our society and within our health healthcare systems.
1: And as it is now, uh, Wisconsin. I mean, how many years ago? Well, what did we have at most uh, as far as abortion uh, providers? Were there maybe five locations? Because now we're down to three counties: Madison, Milwaukee, and Sheboygan.
0: That's right. Uh, only three three counties that, that have have, a, have an actual abortion provider in them. I don't remember off the top of my head. The, the I remember most, the
1: Appleton most- sticks out because that was just like five yeah. years ago with a, with some ruling. And I tell you what, it's hard to keep track. Um, uh, but. Yeah. <laughs> they they seem to come, uh, uh, you know, uh, every year there's something that seems to be tightened up or what have you. But uh, I just remember Appleton, yeah, to, to follow uh, the new mandates put in place or new rules that they could no longer operate. So they closed up about five years ago.
0: That, that's right. And there was a point in time where there were, there were about 10 or 11 um, separate, separate abortion health centers in the state of Wisconsin. And, and now we're down to four.
1: All right, and now what happens? The big question has been uh, Planned Parenthood. The the organization is about much more. You get all the attention for abortion education and uh, abortion procedures, but you do the organization does a whole lot more. Would Planned Parenthood just cease to exist if there's a Roe v Wade, or just be working? Be, you wouldn't have clinics. You would just be working behind the scenes.
0: Oh, um, absolutely, absolutely not. With Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin's, uh, you know, d- doors are open right now, and we are we are providing the, the full full spectrum of of services that we that we always provide to communities, whether that's um, uh, family planning services, uh, STI uh, tr- uh, testing and treatment, uh, g- gender affirming hormone therapy, uh, and a whole host of other really important preventative uh, care like uh, ca- uh, cancer screenings. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that really that you know save, save people's uh, lives uh, every day in communities across Wisconsin. We're also really proud that we, that we provide abortion care for patients who, who need and, and desire, desire to seek that care at our health centers. Um, you know, we've we been, we been planning planning for this moment for, for a long time. We always we always knew uh, that there, there would be potential uh, threats to Roe versus Wade uh, that might come to fruition. And that there, there there might be a time where there's going to be arguments about whether or not our criminal abortion ban will go into effect if Difro versus Wade um, is overturned. So for, first, we're going to continue to do everything that we can from a from both a, a policy and legal advocacy perspective uh, to try and make sure that, that that law never goes into never goes into effect. But we're also we're also plan, you know planning for a scenario where it could theoretically go into into effect. And In Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin will absolutely still be there uh, providing care and support uh, to, to patients in, in communities around the state. Uh, we, will, we will continue to provide all of the other uh, if, you know if, if there is a if there is uh, a doubt about whether or not the criminal abortion ban is actually in effect, uh, we, w- we will uh, still still be providing the full range of, of non-abortion health care services uh, that we that we always always have provided. And we will do everything that we can uh, to provide our patients with uh, information uh, and, and support that they need to access abortion in states where abortion still remains stay, safe and legal. So we're we're not going anywhere, no mm-hmm. matter what the what the scenario is that we face here in Wisconsin. We are going to be there to be to to be supporting our patients and communities that we serve.
1: Now, yeah, you, you bring up as far as. Um Banning abortion just across the board here, uh, you know, because we all I think we tend to think of the the actual medical procedure that a woman undergoes. But uh, over the years, we've seen advancements in uh, the medical field, and now they're, you know, oral. Um, forms of abortions, whether it be through the pill, but is that just like um, for uh, the immediate aftermath, like a couple day period after unprotected sex, or is there a, an oral form of abortion for later in the pregnancy?
0: Yeah, that's a gr- that's a great question. And it, more and more, both in Wisconsin and across the country, um, uh, abortion patients are are receiving what's what we call medication abortion care, where they okay. actually receive uh, two separate medications. Um, uh, in, in in order uh, in order to to have an abortion um, that that is i do want to make clear that medication abortion is 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 a very distinct um, d- distinct treatment and a tr- distinct medication from um, from emergency contraception uh, emergency contraception is is just a higher dose of hormonal contraception uh, uh. that that um, someone can take take within you know, ideally between 48 and 72 hours the
1: morning after pill
0: uh, that, the morning after pill after ap- ap- 40, 48 to 72 hours um, after intercourse, and they can use that to prevent pregnancies. And that is very different than a medication abortion. A medication abortion is a, a completely different medication, and it's and it's, it's uh, regulated in a, in a completely completely different way. So uh, medication abortion is, is, is a service that we provide at all three of our, our, our abortion centers currently. In, in Wisconsin, and it is it is a service that is provided by uh, uh, many abortion providers ac- across the country. And, and I believe that uh, the most recent statistics about abortion in the United States indicated that the, the majority of abortions in the U.S. Uh, for, for the most recent, recent year that statistics were available were actually performed by medication abortion.
1: That, yeah, that was going to be my next uh, question. Um... Uh, don't want to sound flippant, but the thoughts, uh, you know, some of us that are in our uh, uh, 50s and older, I mean, just the abortions from what we knew back in the day have just completely changed from the, because if you're a woman having to go through this, why wouldn't you take a pill as opposed to the actual medical procedure?
0: Well, so medication, medica- the, the medications uh, that are used for medication abortion are, are effective up to about about somewhere between you know eleven and twelve weeks uh, into pregnancy. So, for for individuals that are seeking abortion care uh, with, within that that time range of their of their pregnancy, medication abortion um, is an option uh, is an option um, um, for them is a care option for them. There are still other patients who who are who maybe maybe for a medical contraindication during that time period, or or um, because they, they are too far along in their pregnancy, you know, uh, uh, past eleven or twelve weeks, where they still still require um, uh, a surgical procedure abortion. Um, so that is, that is for, for pregnancies that are they're that further along as that is the only option. And there are also sometimes are, are times where someone someone may need to have a, a medically therapeutic abortion to protect their, to their, their health or their life. Uh, and, and a surgical abortion is, is the only only option available.
1: Okay. okay. I, and so now all the like Texas, of course, was the first to get the ball rolling. And there have been uh, many other states now that have followed suit uh, ahead of this uh, Supreme Court uh, draft memo leak um, that have already been putting their own rules on the books. And it, what are most of the bans? Is it after 12 weeks or six weeks? It's a, a six weeks and up ban, right? And isn't that before many women actually know that they're pregnant?
0: It is, uh, it, and the the states across the country that are passing bans it really does it, it's a it's a wide spectrum. Uh, Oklahoma passed a passed a, com, a complete and total criminal ban on abortion the, a couple weeks ago that is uh, applicable at any any point in pregnancy. Some states are passing 15 week bans. Some few states are passing 12 week bans. Uh, the law, as you said, that that's gotten the most attention though is is texas what most people know as SB 8 which went which went into effect uh, in september of 2021 and that actually is a six-week abortion ban lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place
1: you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office
0: Uh, that would occur at six weeks or after pregnancy. And Robin, just as you said, the vast majority of of women and other people who can become pregnant uh, are not aware that they're pregnant by that time. And by that time in that time pregnancy, so for all intents and purposes, when state legislatures or politicians say that it, they are they are proposing or implementing a six week abortion ban. Mm-hmm. They're, they're basically they're, what they're proposing to do is to basically ban abortion yeah. because th- th- they, are, they are moving the time period up so far that the vast majority of people either don't know, don't know that they are pregnant and even if they do know that they're pregnant, um, you know the amount of time that they have to actually schedule an appointment and access care is it's such a, such a small window of time that it, it forces people to um, either access care in another state or or they they are forced to um, c- continue forward with with, uh, with the pregnancy that, that, they, that they don't wish to continue with.
1: Yeah, and just an eyebrow raising case out of Texas uh, you know if uh, uh, critics accuse uh, pro choice um Supporters of being overly dramatic. Nobody's going to be in back alleys uh, with coat hangers, or nobody's. Well, uh, you had a woman in Texas just not long ago who originally was arrested for murder. She gave herself a, a self-induced abortion, and uh, eventually those charges were dropped. So already you, we're seeing incidents of uh, this uh, new law in Texas having an impact.
0: We are, and and the, and unf- unfortunately, we're getting we're getting a a, a real life. Um, you know, uh, r- real life window into into what ab- these abortion bans are going to going to mean for uh, for for the women in our lives and our communities that we care about. And t- Texas has been been running this running this uh, experiment in their state as I said since September, and what this has led to is uh, a mass exodus of of patients who are seeking abortion care, having to having to flee flee to access that care in other states like Oklahoma. New Mexico and Colorado, which has completely overwhelmed uh, the, the abor- abortion care provider network in those neighboring states. Um, and as we talked about earlier, it's also meant that uh, this burden has disproportionately fallen on, on women women's lower incomes, women's yeah. color, and women living in rural, rural areas that require great uh, travel distances to access care. So uh, for those who are able to access care in another state, they're often doing so at significant uh, financial costs to themselves and their families, but not, not everyone has the, has the flexibility, has the, has the income or has the social connections to be able to access care in another state. So that means that, that we're also seeing, uh, women, uh, either, either not, not simply not being able to access the care that they need or having to go the route of, um, Of of a self-managed abortion. Sometimes those self-managed abortions can be very harmful and very dangerous. So we we do not want to see what is happening in Texas happen in our communities here in Wisconsin.
1: And, you know, it's somewhat uh, stunning. As you had said, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Murray is the Vice President of Governmental Affairs for Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin. And uh, you know, you guys have had a game plan in place because it's it's the talk, uh, you know, every... With every uh, new uh, campaign for president or, you know, abortion, it's a hot topic uh, issue that gets brought up quite a bit. But I, I think a lot of us were just kind of lulled into thinking we'd never go back to 1973. But you guys uh, always have had a plan in place fearing this day may come. Over the past few recent appointees to the Supreme Court, it it seemed uh, more likely uh, to become a possibility than than ever before. Uh But I guess I'm just stunned as far as, um, you know, the polling across America. And there's not much that this country seems to agree on or have an overwhelming majority. Uh, There's not much we do on issues. But um, uh, being allowed access to a safe abortion does seem something that a majority of Americans are on board for. In fact, even a poll out of Texas found 78 percent of Texas voters think abortion should be allowed in some form.
0: That's absolutely right, and I think that that's uh, that's a really important thing for people to remember is that, again, uh, abortion abortion for many people is is a morally morally complicated issue. Uh, but but what the vast majority of people can agree on is that is that that is a deeply personal decision that people that that uh, people need to be able to make
1: for themselves oh absolutely and
0: that, and, and that, and that they should and that, and that they should have the ability to make that felt that decision for themselves in a way that is that is both legal and safe and um uh you know regardless of, of people's personal personal feelings about whether they would have an abortion or want someone in their lives to have an abortion that is absolutely what they they do not want politicians or judges Making those decisions, making those deeply personal decisions for other people, and and I think that part of what happens is that uh, because there has been a, a slow erosion of of abortion rights across the state, across uh, both in Wisconsin and across the country, sometimes it sometimes it's been difficult for people to to sort of sort of grasp the direction that that uh, the, the policy and legal world is going on this, and and how contrary to public opinion that direction is. So I think one one of the one of the things about this draft opinion is that it it made it, it made the direction that the US Supreme Court is going in and the direction that states are going to be many states will be going in very, very clear to people. And I think just as you said, the polling data is clear. People that's not the future that people want to see for their communities.
1: And is there something, you know, we, we hear every day there, there's some new uh, plan, maybe legislatively. I know the U.S. Senate is going to be looking at uh, um, a federal law making. Uh, what's the backstory on this? How can they go about oh, the federal government? If they want to put a law in place, I guess they can. So why should we worry about a Supreme Court ruling?
0: We should we should always 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 be thinking about what the Supreme Supreme Court is doing because because it has it has tr- tremendous practical impacts on on our day to day lives and affects the effects of things that we all care about uh, in, in regard to uh, people in our communities and our own personal health health values. Uh, but at the same time, it does not mean that it does not mean that other other um, uh, People in power—they uh, still absolutely have have choices to make about whether or not they want to sit by and and w- watch watch this uh, this fr- this freight train that appears to be happening at su- the Supreme Court, uh, you know—veer off the rails. And uh, one one of the things that Congress could do is pass what's called the Women's Health Protection Act, which is actually um, authored in the Senate by Wisconsin's own uh, U.S. Senator uh, Tammy Baldwin. And what that what that law would do is create a, a federal uh, statutory uh, protection for for um, uh, abortion access, and would and would make it um, so that states would not be able to pass in laws that would undermine that that, that uh, federal federal statutory right to abortion care. Uh, unfortunately, there still there still are some uh, political and and procedural hurdles to passing that bill in Congress because. Mm-hmm. It, right now, it would need, need, need 60 votes to pass in order to clear the filibuster, uh, and there are not 60 votes in the Senate that have that bill right now. So unless there are procedural changes in the Senate uh, made that would allow for a 50-vote threshold to pass, uh, to pass the Women's Health Protection Act, um, th- that, that, that bill still faces an incredibly uphill challenge. Um, so so there are policy policy avenues both on the on the federal level and also on the state level. in, in Wisconsin, you know we there's there, there's there's nothing that nothing that requires us to keep our criminal abortion ban on the books. I mean it's that criminal abortion ban is basically sort of sitting there as a, as a potential to keep yeah. time bomb. Uh, that executive race access to abortion care in our state.
1: But with control our, of our legislature, I mean that's yeah. <laughs> that's just not not even a, a discussion really worth having. I, I don't see any uh, members of the GOP the way the division is now between uh, both sides that that would be uh, looked at.
0: I, I think practically I think I think when you're talking purely about the the practical politics about that yes, it would be an incredibly unlikely scenario for our current legislative majorities. Uh, which are controlled by Republicans in both the the Senate and the assembly to pass those bills but I do think it's really important for people to remember that they actually that, that those those legislative majorities actually have the power if they so so chose to remove that criminal abortion ban uh, from our books and that governor Evers has made it clear that he would he would sign uh, yeah. sign any legislation that would repeal our criminal abortion ban the second it got to his desk so um for you know I, I think there is Sometimes a misperception from individuals that it's, this is just up to the Supreme Court and whatever the Supreme Court uh, does is the final word about it. But our, our elected officials have a, have a huge role to play in uh, not just uh, opposing, opposing some of these things the courts could be doing, but also um, taking action to make sure that um, they are actually protecting access to care.
1: Because uh, uh, the other you know another option is just, well, this is just a um, uh, uh, preliminary draft opinion. I mean they could you know be on track. but the language that was uh, that was used in this uh, initial draft uh, uh, from uh, Justice Alito, it doesn't seem like there's just a little gray area here or there. I mean, Alito wrote that uh, Roe was wrong from the start, egregiously. Doesn't Absolutely. sound like much wiggle room that they're all of a sudden going to come around and say, "Yeah, yeah, we're going to uphold Roe v. Wade."
0: Yeah, not 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 a lot of nuance in that opinion. And if that is the final opinion of 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 the court on this decision, then then you know, uh, it, it, I think it lays a pretty clear r- roadmap of 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 you know allowing the states to to ban or regulate abortion however they they so choose. And we um, are expecting
1: it, that uh, that decision sometime what June July.
0: Yeah, I think that is again. No, no one knows for sure when. when maybe when somebody difficult. will leak yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get a preview of the release date. But I think I think most legal observers are think that June or July would yeah. be the most most reasonable timelines for that.
1: Okay, so there's still uh, plenty of time uh, to get uh, the message out and to take uh, an active role, contacting uh, your lawmaker. Uh, you know, uh, statewide, um, the, federally. Um, you know, there's there's still time to have your voice heard.
0: There still absolutely is time, and 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 there's 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 always there's always there's always time if 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 our elected leaders have have the will, there there is a way to make sure that uh, they they can do the right thing, and it's more important uh, now than ever that people are actually contacting their elected officials and expressing those views that, that you and I talked about a bit earlier that are that are so widely held across across the political spectrum in this country and in Wisconsin. Uh, The fact is is that most people people absolutely do not want to see Wisconsin's criminal abortion ban uh, even be considered to go into effect. Uh, And it's it's up to our elected elected officials to take action to make sure that doesn't happen.
1: Because haven't we uh, been making uh, progress as far as um, the numbers of abortions, uh, you know, over the years uh, continuing to go down?
0: Yes, and there are definitely you know academics who who study these issues that probably could can speak speak uh, yeah uh, in, in a more informed matter than me but yes abortion numbers have, have been have been going down both in Wisconsin and, and nationally um, especially if you look at those numbers over a, a period of a you know several decade decade time span and probably probably the most important reason for that is that there's been just so much more um, Education and accessibility, and also uh, and, uh, just uh, scientific and medical improvements around the types of, of contraception that are available uh, to, to women and other people that be, that can become pregnant. Uh, but also, you know, certainly the some of the some of the barriers and restrictions that have been placed on abortion care has also made abortion inaccessible for some people. So. So it's a mix between um, you know, significant improvements and in outreach in, in the world of payment planning, but also um, some of the additional uh, restrictions and barriers on abortion care that have contributed to those numbers.
1: Yeah, and once the ball really got, as I said, there are restrictions uh, that come into play, um, you know, whether it's statewide or in other states, uh, you know, everybody's watching, um, that routinely will be added here and there. But once the ball got rolling, I believe, uh, you know, with Texas, and we just saw it go from one to one, and then you, we get this leak of this uh, uh, this draft opinion, and uh, it's, it's a stunning development.
0: It, it, it is it is a stunning development, and uh, I'm, you know, as as disheartened as I am uh, by, the, by the by the language and, and the tone and the direction of that draft opinion, it has been very heartening to see um, so the response, many people yes. in, in, in so many different ways, whether it's you know uh, talking to their friends or talking on so, you know, social media or, or taking to the streets. Respond. Respond with, uh, they with, with a really unified voice again about about this is not not the future that they want for themselves or for their friends and their families. They want they want a the future, and, and it's, up, it's up to us to to continuing to to continue to uh, put pressure on the people that that make these decisions and make sure that, that we that, that we um, engage engage in actions and activities that, that get us to, to the future we actually want.
1: All right. Uh, well, our time is up. Uh, Mike Murray, thanks so much, Mike. My guest this morning, he is the Vice President of Governmental Affairs for Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin. You've been listening to Madison Forum. Okay, round two. Name something that's
0: not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire,
0: huh? Oh.